good, y'all? This is Brian Dang. I'm your host for the Dreams Are Never Gone podcast. We'll be talking about creative entrepreneurship, dance, music, the grind and what it takes to level up, plus features from your favorite artists and the behind the scenes behind building Dang and Nightwalker Sessions. All podcasts are produced by Hollis at the Dang Dynasty Studios. Thanks for tuning in with me today. Remember, it's hashtag Dang Gang and a Nightwalker's world. So let's get to it, y'all. Yo, what's going on, everybody? Happy Monday. You already know what time it is. This is your man, Brian motherfucking Dang. You guys are tuning in to the Dreams Are Never Gone podcast. I hope you guys are having a very, very good holidays and that y'all been with your families, y'all been kicking with homies, and that you guys are enjoying what the holidays are really about. And it's about spending time with your loved ones and people that uh, really just love you and support you and people who who appreciate you, man. So, Remember that the holidays is about giving, not always about receiving. And if you got it, give it. If you don't, show it. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you don't got all the money. Maybe you don't got the finances right now. That doesn't mean you can't partake in the holidays. That means that, yo, write a card and let people know. Call them. Let them know you appreciate them, you know, to the best of your abilities. And uh, that's what the holidays are all about, y'all. But, uh, man, we're going to get in today's episode, man. And I've had such a crazy week. Earlier this week, I was teaching at Antelope High School. Just want to give a big shout to my high schoolers who tune into the podcast because I learned so much uh, teaching at the high school. I was teaching from 7.45 in the morning until like 3 o'clock, 3.30 p.m. And man, it was a long day, but it was a very, uh, very powerful and a very like dope day for me to connect with the high schoolers. And man... I just want to start off with this. If you're a high schooler in, in today's time, you are you are a real trooper because it's such a hard time to be a high schooler. And the reason why I feel that, man, was uh, one, like after the classes and after being able to get down with y'all and, and partake in the session and, and to be able to train with y'all, some of the conversations I was having with with these high schoolers from Antelope were were so crazy, like the amount of pressure and stress that y'all go through on a day-to-day basis that I feel like is is very uh, difficult in today's time. You guys have so much pressure from social media, from your friends, from your parents, from your teachers, from yourselves. And you guys are living in time where there's just so much pressure and, and you know, just the pressure to understand your future when you're barely trying to understand yourself in today's time. And just want to let you guys know from someone that has been in that seat and that is still, I feel like, in that seat in, in a very different way, it is okay to slow down. It is okay to not know what you want to do, and it is okay to try as many things as you want. You know, there's no pressure to obligate yourself or tie yourself down to something that does not make sense or bring you love and happiness and joy. So I just want to let you high schoolers know, uh, be patient with yourself. And I, if I could give you any piece of advice in this time in your life is to, one, practice self-love. If you can focus on anything, focus on self-love. And what that looks like is uh, putting yourself first and, and understanding yourself to the best of your ability by spending time with yourself as in, you know, going and doing things that will bring you fulfillment. So go to the movies by yourself and just enjoy your presence. Read and invest into yourself. 
if you're a dancer or a creative, spend time crafting yourself, you know, instead of kicking it with people that don't bring you that fulfillment and, and that understanding, you know. And uh, I, I just want to encourage y'all that it is okay to love yourself and it is okay to seek yourself first at a young age and to want to do things that will bring you just more self-development, you know. And I don't mean go fuck around and do shit that's going to make you happy, but also get you into some dire, you know, consequences. I'm, I'm talking about self-investment, self self-motivation, being in friend groups that are going to promote you and challenge you and grow you, not friend groups that are going to deteriorate your future and, and go against you, you know. So for my high schoolers out there, I just want to take a moment just to acknowledge the fight that you guys are going against, you know, you guys are going against the grain in this time of, of this era and this age, you know, and you guys are the future. So the spotlight is on y'all and that is so much pressure. Definitely when you don't understand how to communicate and you don't understand yourself at this point in life, I can only imagine how crazy that feels, you know, like growing up, like for some of us, you know, I was in high school when social media started to become a big thing. Like it wasn't really that big of a thing yet. You know, Instagram sort of just came out around that time. Twitter was sort of, you know, starting to pop open now. And it was more of a blog and dialogue thing rather than like hella retweets and like, you know, hella funny shit and and, and societal pressures and, you know, and all that. So I can only imagine what today feels like because now you guys have the pressure from social media. It was already hard being in high school with the pressure from your family, your parents, from your teachers and your peers. Now you guys have social media, you know? So, uh, man, if anything, y'all, uh, take some time away from the phone and really just focus on your self-development. And that's my biggest advice to y'all. So my high school is, man, make some noise for y'all yourself because you guys are really going through the trenches right now. And I can, I can only fathom, you know, what, what that, what that situation feels like. And, uh, one thing for my high school is here in Antelope, I want to offer you guys to come get down at the Nightwalkers training grounds, you know, some of the high schoolers at the high at the high school are part of this program that I started here in Antelope, and it's a creative development program with a focus of dance, film, uh, videography, graphic design, uh, directing. But basically, this internship is an intern underneath Nightwalkers, so you learn how to run a business, you learn and train in dance, of course, and then you also learn what it means to be a director, a videographer, a graphic designer, photographer, and you learn all these skills from myself and the team in Dang Gang and Nightwalker. So if that is something my high schoolers are interested in. I would love to put you in a safe environment where there is no pressure, but you get to just grow and try things that you've always wanted to try. So if you want that, send me a DM. I'll, I'll send you to the right people to get you applied and to be a part of what we're building. But my high schoolers, I appreciate y'all. It was fun rocking with y'all at the high school. And uh, just thank you, y'all. But moving on forward and on today's episode, man, I uh, hope you guys are ready to get down and, and get into some conversations today because um, today is going to be good, y'all. I did a Q&A on um, basic, or I did a, what was it, like a question thing on Instagram, and I asked, like, what questions do you guys want me to answer in the podcast? In today's episode, I wanted to just take a little break from, you know, having a topic and me discussing about it. And I wanted to focus the episode on y'all and what you guys want me to discuss today. So today's episode may not be that long, but I just want to be able to answer some questions and basically get some things fired up because I see you guys asking a lot of questions and I just want to take a moment to acknowledge y'all and give y'all what you want. All right.
And I really appreciate those who've been asking questions because these are so good, you know, and I just want to reiterate my answers are coming from a place of, of experience, you know, and coming to conclusion from what I've been through to come up with these answers. So these answers are my truths and my conclusions and my experiences. Okay. They're not the truth. They're not objective. You know, they're simply where my point of perspective is coming from. Okay. Um, so the first question is what's the thoughts slash process slash sacrifices that comes before a great idea manifests? Okay. I'm going to try and answer this to the best of my ability because uh, that, that question is really, I, I feel like I know what you're trying to say, but I'm going to try and reply in my best understanding of it. But uh, what are the thoughts, you know, that come before a great idea manifests is, I truly think it's before anything manifests, it comes with the thoughts, you know, it's, should I start a brand? Should I start a rap career? Should I, should I do this? Should I do that? You know, it's, I think the first one is doing, you know, before anything happens, you have to do it and you have to stay in it and persevere within it. So that itself brings you to the process, you know, what is the process? The process is staying in the game. Like even, I think this podcast is a, is a beautiful example for y'all, you know, cause this is the newest avenue of like expression and, and reaching out to y'all that I've, I've started with my team and it's the process. There are some days I don't feel like recording. I'm like, oh, I feel dried out. I got nothing to say. And I feel like it's about showing up regardless of how I feel. And that's the process. You know, it's about staying in it long enough before anything manifests in life. You have to stay in it so that it can manifest. You know, some people quit or some people think it's too difficult or they give in to the temptation of saying like, oh, it's not going to work. It's not going to happen. They, they give into the doubts and fears before it really is able to manifest, you know, like, like I was tell y'all, it may be episode 100 that this podcast doesn't really break through. And guess what? I'm going to stay in this shit until it does, because it's not a matter of if it's always a matter of when, you know, and I, I feel like the sacrifices that come before anything manifests is, you know, I, I feel like with, with this word sacrifice, it's so interesting, you know, um, Kobe Bryant, <laughs> where's from Kobe Bryant? I felt like I listened to this interview from him, you know, and he talks about like not going to senior ball. He talks about not doing a lot of shit in high school and college that other people were doing. And he talks about how he didn't like the word sacrifice because he feels like he never sacrificed anything. He just did what he really wanted to do. And he didn't feel like he was sacrificing because it was truly what he wanted to do. And I felt like that stands true in my situation too, you know, like yeah, there are times when some of the, the homies are going to do this and that. They might go do this and spend their money over here. And, you know, I don't feel like I'm sacrificing anything if I don't go. I feel like I'm truly just being my true innate self. And I want to do what I want to do. And I, I feel like if I do that, I'm not really sacrificing. I'm really living in it. And I think that's how you create something and, and you get the strength to do what you love. Like, you know, they always say, like, if you're going to start a business, your career, do something that you feel emotionally attached to or something emotionally convicted to, because if it's easier to work harder, if you're emotionally in belief of what you're trying to manifest, you know, 
Now, you don't need to convince me twice to work on my brand. I already do that. I love working on the brand. I love finding new ways to connect to y'all, creating stuff that y'all like, you know, creating new merch, creating new events, creating a new podcast, creating new content for y'all. Like, I love doing that. It's something that I believe in and something I want to continue to do. So I, I truly feel like before anything manifests, you have to understand to, one, start stay in it long enough and understand the passion that goes into it, you know? Like, like it's easy. I can I can drop a hundred dance videos and I wouldn't feel like I'm sacrificing anything because I love dancing. You know, I'm using my passion to power my my work ethic. You feel me? So I think before anything manifests is you have to make sure that your your purpose and your intentions are in order for there to be more success, you know? If not, it's going to be a long and, and really like a uptight road for you to walk on and drive on because you're so, you feel obligated to the game rather than passionate towards it, you know? And you have to use your emotions to work for you and not against you because we're emotional individuals. If you don't feel like getting up in the morning, you're not going to get up in the morning. But if you feel motivated, you're going to get up in the morning. So you have to use your emotions to empower you to create and to manifest and to build whatever you want to build. You feel me? So that's question number one. I hope I was able to give you some insight on that one uh, for the person that answered that or who asked that question. Uh, question number two is, how do you get out of creative slumps? You know, uh, this, this question is really good because I feel like me being a creative entrepreneur, my business is ran on my creativity, all my designs for merch, all my designs for, uh, you know, the, the installations for night walkers, uh, my ideas for the podcast, my ideas for, you know, our concept videos, content, you know, it, it all feels off my, my, uh, you know, creative and, and, intellectual mind you know like my mind is the motor that runs the business and creativity is a huge percentage of that and what I do to get out creative slumps is I change what I'm putting my time into I change my environment I think I talked a little bit about this in uh, episode three you know time to level up I think that was the episode but if you didn't listen to that one listen to that one again I talk about how to challenge yourself how do you challenge and how do you uh, get out of these creative slumps. And I feel like, I feel like with creative slumps is, uh, you have to change. You have to change some, some variable up. If you keep things consistent, you're going to consistently get the same results. You know, maybe you're trying to create, uh, some choreography. You're trying to create some merch. You're trying to create an event. You have to, I feel like change your environment. So you get more influence. You get a little bit more energy. You know, you got to like change the factors so that more things can flow and reignite you. You know, sometimes it's cool to take a breather and break. Maybe you're you're pressing down on your shit too much. You know what I'm saying? Maybe you're 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 creating out of stress rather than creating out of freedom. You're going to get two very different products, you know, and I feel like the more free and the less obligated you feel, the more you can create better work because you're not so obligated and forced to put it out by a deadline. Like, try putting out music at a deadline. Like, this shit's going to feel forced. Try putting out a, a piece of choreography and teach the kids, and this shit's going to feel forced, you know? 
Like I was working on this Travis Scott piece, this choreography it was like 8A counts. I was trying to create that for the high school. And I had no time other than the night before. It was like 11 p.m. when I started choreographing and I had to be up by 6 a.m. the next morning to teach it. And I said, fuck that. I'm going to teach crump <laughs> because I'm, I'm working out of stress and the choreography is not going to come off right. It's not going to show the best of my abilities, you know. So I felt like making sure you're not working under stress you know, is one, two, you got to change up your environment. Like if you're consistently creating, uh, you know, and you're creating like merch and designs, for example, right? And you're consistently creating off of like your environment of now, like what you see every day, you have to change that environment so you can intake more different influences, talk to different creatives, kick it with different designers and see how people are angling their creativity because everyone has a way of getting out of their creative slump and it's about you finding what helps you. Some people smoke, some people work out, some people go eat, some people drink, like that helps them relax and work out of freedom, you know? So I feel like to get out of creative slump, you got to continue just to find yourself and change up the pace, keep changing things until you're like, Oh yeah, this this is a different vibe right here, you know. And a lot of people, I feel, like have one great experience in a method of creating, so they try to keep that consistent. But what people don't understand as well is you're growing. So just because maybe you were working on this choreography and you had this little like ritual of like I'm listening to the music in the car all day get to know the song. Then after that, I'm going to smoke one and then start choreographing. You may have been doing that for a while and then all of a sudden it stops working. It is because you've matured as a creative and you need to advance your methods. You need to re-update yourself because where your mind is at has outgrown your process. So you need to update your process so that your product is matching your process. You know, like you're actually a lot more capable than you think, but your process is what's screwing you up. You're staying in the same routine and you need to change that so that your product evolves. You feel that product could be choreography, music, product, like design and merch and all that, you know? So change up the process, you change up the product. You feel me? So that's question number two. Um, question number three is how to combine intuition and logic to create a powerful self. Oh man, I love this one because, yo, look. As creators, we're very emotional and we're very like intuitive to ourselves. We're like, oh, what, what do I feel? You know, what's inside of me and what do I want to express? Like that's very emotional based and very intuitive based, you know. But when you add logic, that's where I feel like you become more of a successful uh, creative in today's time. You know, logic is saying like, okay, um, I want to put out merch and I want to put out shit that no one has ever done before. Okay, dope. But then logic is also looking at it and being like, well, let me look at this and then let me see logically how I can sell it, you know, logically. If I create this, is this going to sell? Okay. So you create it because intuitively you're like, yeah, I'm emotionally tired. I want to like create this product or I want to create this thing. Then after that, logic comes in. It's like, okay, if I create it, how do I sell it? Then the logic looks at like the numbers. It looks at the the realism of it. You know, are people going to buy this? Okay, logic will say, survey it, make a mock-up, put it on Instagram, 
and do like a little vote of, would you buy this? Yes, yes, yes. You get 95%. Yes. Now, you know, you have a hot item that people are going to fuck with, you know, and then after that, logically, you need to set a price point for what you're selling. So then you ask Instagram, you ask your followers, would you buy this jacket at $80? You know, and people say 50% yes, 50% no, you know? So then it's like, oh, uh, okay, well, let's try something else, you know, let's lower it $70. Then you get 80% more. Yes. You know, 30, 30% no, like logically you have to start thinking logically instead of like intuitively being like, yeah, I'm gonna put this shit out and it's going to work. Like, nah, like your emotions saying that it'll work is not enough. You have to look at numbers. You have to start looking at the realism of the situation and combine the two. So yes, be led by your intuition and creativity, but also be guided by the, the realism and, and the logicalness of the situation. You know, yeah, like I'm going to bring in uh, this person, this person, this person, the night walkers. This shit's going to be popping. But, you know, let's look at the logical side of it. Do we even have enough people who know about these people we want to bring in? Is it worth the money? Are we going to lose money? You know, that's the logical side. So I feel like when you understand the intuition of a creativity, but you also learn the logicalness of a being a, an individual of uh, maybe business or entrepreneurship, it combines into a very powerful force because you have the creative aspect, but then you also have the logical side. And I feel like that's in life too, like understanding like, okay, in myself, I wanna take this opportunity logically, you know, does it make sense though? Intuitively, yes, logically, you know, doesn't make sense. And you can calculate and what you should do is go to pros and cons. What are the pros and cons of the situation? And then that way, you know, you, you start to come with a more calculated answer. You, you start calculated risk instead of just taking random risk. And then when it fails, you have no idea. And then you lose money and all of that, you know, like, so I feel like there's a balance. It depends on who you are too. It definitely depends on the type of individual you are. You know, like some of y'all are more intuitive based individuals. Some of y'all are more numbers based individual. I feel like it's great to be a balance or find people that can contrast you. Like at one point, I was more of the of the uh, you know intuitive individual. Then I had my partners be the more logical side of things, you know. But then as of recently, I've been learning how to be a little bit of both. So that way, I'm making better choices and decisions, not just for myself, but for my team and business. You feel me? So I think there's two sides to the conversation. First step is identifying where are you more on the side of. When an opportunity comes to your hand, do you do you answer yes and no by your emotions or do you answer yes and no by the logicalness and the analysis of the situation? You know, for me, I'm more intuitive, like, uh, does it fit right in my gut? I'm going to take it. OK, now let's look at the calculations. Uh, but if you take it, B, you know, you got to bring this out of pocket and this and this and that and that. So let's look at the pros and cons of it, you know, so I feel like it's a mixture of both. And when you have both you can make better decisions. So I think there's a power in being an intuitive-based individual and also being a logical-based individual. And when you match the two, I feel like you start to become a very uh, more productive and well-rounded creative entrepreneur. You feel me? So that's answer number three, y'all. And let's go. Um, let's see. The next one is... Uh, finances for creatives, man, I'm, uh, this is actually going to be a whole episode on its own <laughs> coming up, but finances for creatives. Uh, I feel like it goes back to the last question that I just answered. So, uh, okay. You know, w w for my creatives out there, it's a tricky one. That's a really tricky one because it's, uh, one creatives are not good with money because we care more about our artwork 
and it feels weird to monetize our artwork because we're focused on just expressing ourselves. So the concept of someone wanting to buy our expression is very like contrasting. So first, what you need to do is read about basic financing, basic business, so you understand what you're capable of. And also, if you're good at something, never do it for free. You know, because you're bringing, what you have to understand is your art brings value to people. Now, how much that is value to the people is the price you put it on. So if I teach you how to dance, understand what value I'm bringing to you. And my experience and my professionalism and all of that goes into how much that is equated as a value. So I might teach a student and they might want to do a private with me for, I don't know, like for four weeks. I'm going to probably charge somewhere around 350 to 400 because of my experience, because of my skills in being an educator and a communicator and then also my skills in the dance style itself and also my connections and all that goes into the conversation you feel me so that and it's funny man definitely for like creators it's a hard it's a hard thing to look at because there's no book that says like what's the market value to charge this because what really fucks it up is like you have a photographer that is like in in the Sacramento region that is trying to charge his worth of 400 a shoot. Then you got that new photographer coming out that's charging $40 a shoot. And most consumers don't know the difference. So what, what are they going to do? Go to the $40 dude because the $400 dude is too much and they don't know the difference. They don't know what good photography is and bad photography is. They're just looking off of a subjective perspective or, or point of view. They don't, you know, art, music artists don't know what choreographer to 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 book most of the time they just like look for something that's like you know who who's popping who got clout who's dope you know and um they, they don't know how to equate that so you have this dancer coming through and being like yeah hire me for fifteen hundred dollars and then you have this other new dancer that's like charging 250 and it messes up the market because there's no way to be like what makes this person worth that what what makes that person worth that what if they both have the same background and degrees, you know, then it becomes like, it's more of a subjective point of view. What if one artist just does just as much as someone that's charging 1500 for a one minute routine. And then that dude who also has the same experience is charging 250. It's their both subjective perspective of themselves rather than a market value. Like you go to, I don't know, you go to, you go buy jewelry. There's a market value for gold. Anywhere you go, gold is going to be the same price because that is the value of it. Uh, you go to a market, milk is going to cost relatively around the same price. You go to gas, everything is going to be costing around the same price. You feel me? So like uh, finances for creators is funny, man. I could really go on in this conversation. But I, but for my creators out there working with money in, in finances, my, my first thing I would tell you is learn business. Learn self-business. Learn how to just understand your network, understand profits, losses, understand how to save, how to budget, and learn how to also use that money to invest into something else. Because for a lot of creators, you don't get paid a lot in the beginning. So you have to understand how to navigate through that whole language of business and, and creativity. You know, uh, Definitely if you're freelancing and you don't have a representative, you need to do a lot of research and learn about finances. And 
Um, I would recommend Business for Dummies. Like you could read that in a day, in like a couple hours to understand the two perspectives, you know. And then, you know, uh, this is a conversation I can really get into and I'll drop that later, you know. But uh, I feel like there's so much in that conversation I could really get into and I want to be able to talk about that later in in the next later podcast episodes. So that's question number four, I believe. And uh, I, I got a couple more questions, but uh, I'll end with this one right here. And this question is how to love yourself. And the question is how to love yourself. And I, I, I feel like with this one is really important, you know, as I was talking to my, to the high schoolers earlier in this podcast, but the way to love yourself is, uh, I believe the same way you would love a significant other, your mom, your cat, your dog, you know, your homies is, uh, you put, you put yourself first. Love is selfless. Love is kind. Love is forgiving. Love is patient. And I think you have to apply those to yourself, you know. Uh, in, in the Bible, they, it, you know, Jesus talks about love. What is love? Love is kind, you know. Are you kind to yourself? Are you patient with yourself? Are you forgiving to yourself? And the love that you would have for, you know, someone that you really adore, I believe you have to apply to yourself. And I think that can look like when you mess up, do you shun yourself and, and are you hard on yourself and do you discourage yourself? Would you discourage your best friend if they messed up? Would you be like, man, why'd you do that fool? Like, hey, bro, you suck. Hey, man, don't ever do that again. You know, nah, like that's pretty harsh. I don't think you would. So you can't do that to yourself. You have to have mercy and, and understanding on yourself. And self-love is about really just being patient with yourself and, and being merciful to yourself and very understanding. So I feel like how to love yourself is about just showing kindness to yourself. And the kindness could also look like going and buying yourself some dope shit, taking yourself out and have a self-care day, you know, putting yourself first. Like, it's funny, I just put a tweet out today, like it's the holiday. So you know, it's easy for me to spend money on the homies because I feel like they deserve it. But it's like if I want to go pick up myself like some designer clothes, like, you know, ACW pair of pants. Or if I want to go buy some, you know, human made jacket or if I want to go buy some, you know, Mr. Porter bags or whatever, you know, that shit going to run me like a thousand dollars if I buy all that shit or, you know, maybe $400 for a pair of pants from ACW or whatever. Like, I'm like, oh, no, nah, I can't do that. I need to save money. You know what I'm saying? But if um, one of my homies or, you know, my family members is like, hey, I really want this. I, re I, I, I would think twice about it, but I would do it. You know what I'm saying? Just to be honest, I'd be like, man, they, they really deserve it. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to buy them this shit. You know, like today, uh, I, you know, I went out to Stash, out to the homies in the Bay, Stash, you know, uh, Cam, Tiffany, Anthony, um, they always take care of me. But, they, yo, that is uh, where I shop. This is not a non-sponsored post, but I just let y'all know that is where I shop and spend all my money is at Stash. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we was at Stash and my brother, you know, and my girl Jasmine, they was like, uh, you know, we were just shopping a little bit and I didn't buy Christmas, uh, Christmas gifts yet. So I was like... Oh, shit, I'm just get that for them without thinking twice. I was like, oh, yeah, it's easy. You know, I've been working. I've been hustling, man. I got the money. I'm good for it. You know, bought Yeezys, bought uh, Air Forces and a couple other things, you know what I'm saying, uh, for them. And I was like, oh, that was nothing. I didn't think twice about it. But 
if I were to think about it for myself, I'd be like, oh, yeah, no, nah, I ain't going to do that, you know? And that's the way to show self-love. I had to think about it. I was like, man, why don't I deserve that? And I do. So next time I get paid, I know where I'm going to go spend my shit on. You know, I'm, I'm working on my debt. I'm paying off my debt first, you know what I'm saying? And then after I pay my debt, I'm going to go get myself whatever shit I want, you know? Uh, I have expensive taste, so I think that's something that I tell myself. I have expensive taste, so... Uh, I want to actually be able to have the money, money for it instead of buying pieces out of time. I want to buy hella shit out of time. You know, that's my motive right there. But uh, yeah, <laughs> to, to answer your question, though, it's about I feel like self-love can look a lot of different ways. And I think it's about what would you do for people you love? Do you do for yourself? You know, are you patient with yourself? Do you take care of yourself? Do you compliment yourself? Do you look in the mirror and and talk about yourself? You know, not in a conceited way, but in a very confident and a very like, yo, I'm the shit type of way. Rather than like, you can tell your girlfriend, you can tell your homeboy like, hey, bro, you look good. You know, if you tell your homeboys that, I do. I tell my boys like, hey, bro, you looking sharp today. You know what I'm saying? Or, uh, you know, homegirl, you know what I'm saying? Or my, my shorty, you know, I might tell her like, oh, you look beautiful today. But do you tell yourself that in the mirror? You know what I'm saying? Like you go in the mirror, do you tell yourself that you look good? You know, like, oh man, bro, you looking dope as shit today. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like sometimes you got to do yourself that. You got to build your self-confidence. You got to build your self-love. You got to build your worth. And no one can tell you your worth other than you. You feel me? No one no one can validate you other than you. And like in the last episode, if y'all didn't listen to that, self-approval is the best approval. You got to approve of yourself. You got to co-sign for yourself. You can't let people co-sign for you all the time. And that's a way of self-love. You have to validate your love to yourself. You have to tell yourself why you are worth it. You know, And once you understand your reason why you're worth it, then you, you start feeling some type of way. You can carry yourself a little different, you know? I believe my my biggest asset and why I love myself, I, I truly believe, is my gift of giving and servicing. I have a passion to help. I have a passion to give. I have a passion to inspire and try to have meaningful connections with the people around me. That is my hugest thing. I love that about myself, you know? I love that... Uh, I could sit and talk to you all day and just, you know, try to give to the conversation. Like, I truly believe that is my God-given gift. I love giving and uh, I love being in, in positions of leadership because I love showing compassion to people around me. And I value that in myself, you know. And you, you know, you, whoever's listening, you have to find what you value about yourself and allow that to be your guns. You know what I'm saying? Anyone ever tries to test you in your confidence, you can you can rebuttal and be like, no, nah, I'm the shit because I'm this type of person. So I feel like that's how you show self-love is also having self-awareness and being able to understand yourself and grow with yourself and identify yourself. You feel me? So that is the last question, y'all. Uh, you know, I, I know that wasn't a lot of questions, but I just want to keep today's episode short. I got some things I got to do tonight, but I wanted to give y'all some of my energy and love and my, my, uh, whatever my insights were for today's episode. This is episode five today, y'all. Um, from the bottom of my heart, guys, I just want to say thank you again for tuning in with me today. If you guys enjoyed today's episode, please give me a five-star rating. Please share this on social media and let your homies know. And uh, I will gladly take more uh, questions from y'all. I love answering these. And if I can service and give y'all any type of light and guidance, I feel like I'm doing my purpose here on earth, you know. Uh, but remember, y'all, also, 
use the code on self-approval69 on the dang entire website buy yourself some merch show yourself some self-love you know what i'm saying and go buy yourself some merch for you and your family members we have a very uh you know low stock and we're trying to get rid of all this merch before the year is out and we're trying to grow the community let people represent the movement that we're building and i just want to let you guys again i just want to reiterate the vision of this podcast and the brand and it's about inspiring the pursuit of imagination through self-empowerment and building a community built on the premise that dreams are never gone. It's about building a community and a set of people who can believe in what this brand is about. And that brand is about empowering y'all to basically just create and find a new confidence through your creativity and also live in the, in, in, the proclamation of dreams are never gone. You know, I want to create a community that empowers one another. You see someone else in dreams are never gone. You're like, yo, shit, bro, what's going on? What up? See, it's like, you know, like, yo, what, what you working on, bro? Like, what's happening? You know what I'm saying? And that conversation, like, it's like two energy forces colliding. And it's like, not just people and dope merch. It's about like, yo, I understand what you're wearing. You understand what I'm wearing. There's an energy that comes together. It's like, hey, bro, you listen to the same shit, you know? And it's about community and accountability. The next thing you know, you and, you and the person that you just met, you know, on BART station or, you know, at the grocery store, you're talking about your hustle. You're talking about your grind. And this is about a community of hustlers and grinders and, and, and warriors who can persevere under pressure and not fold. And it's about that mindset coming together and knowing that you're not alone in this chase to your success and dreams. You feel me? So that's what this whole brand stands, um, you know, on. That's our foundation right there. And I want to continue to invite y'all to grow with me and the gang and with each other. You feel me? Um, Also, you know, something that we've been really working on is uh, giving you guys more of an experience with this brand. And next year, I'm excited to release these events that are going to be RSVP only. And we only want like 30 to 50 people at these events so that we can get to know every person in the room and curate an exclusive show just for y'all. You feel me? So keep tapping in with me. I'm going to continue to let out dates through the podcast and through my social media. But spread the word, y'all. We're trying to create a community that is all about empowering one another because this life is fucking crazy and there's so many things coming against us, you know? We're the next gen of entrepreneurs and world changers and I truly believe it starts with us operating as as a as a unit and holding each other accountable to our successes and dreams and our ambitions you feel me so uh thank you for tuning in with me today y'all i know it's a short episode but have a good monday please be safe on the holidays merry christmas to everybody and uh please be safe i tune tune in with y'all soon make sure y'all tag brian dang underscore underscore and dang attire and make sure y'all give a lot of love to my boy hollis for mastering and producing all this dope shit for y'all but y'all have a good one you already know it's a night walkers world dang game brian motherfucking dang dang gang you know what it is all right happy holidays y'all i'll talk to y'all soon let's go us y'all if you enjoyed this podcast please take a second to leave a review share it with a friend and or your social media and help us climb the charts in our goal of inspiring people to pursue their dreams make sure y'all follow us at dang entire night session sessions on instagram to stay updated and we'll talk to y'all soon